Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is the author Machiel Clerk. Licensed mental health therapist with a master's degree in counseling psychology. He's also an international speaker and dream worker, and today we'll be discussing how you can harness the power of your unconscious through dream incubation, an age-old technique that teaches you to access hidden wisdom that can be used for personal development. Makil, thank you so much for being my guest, and welcome. Thank you, Jeff. I'm looking forward to being with you. Thank you. How did you get into dream interpretation in the first place? I uh, was in my early 20s and I was stuck in life. I hadn't uh, properly dealt with the grief of the loss of my father at uh, the age of 10 when he died. And that had culminated in, uh, in, in, in some form of a depression, lack of purpose. I uh, didn't know what to do. And at that moment in time, I stumbled by some good fortune on uh, the works of Carl Jung, who had written uh, extensively about dreams and how to, uh, to work with dreams. So I applied it to my own life. And at once, uh, I started to get uh, an insight in where I was, where I could go, uh, uh, reconnecting with, uh, with a sense of purpose, and also dealing with the grief of uh, the, the death of my father. And, and, and felt that he came in dreams to, uh, to me and uh, reestablished a relationship. And that was uh, so meaningful to me and uh, was so helpful that ever since I've been uh, writing down my dreams, uh, looking at dreams, and uh, it is, uh, it is uh, a great way for me to connect with purpose and life and the depths of, uh, of, of our own being. Now, you mentioned that he came to you in your dreams. Do you think all of your dreams with him were actual visitations or do you think sometimes you were dreaming about him and processing him? Yeah, I, 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 I think that's a great question. I also ask myself, is this a real visitation or would this be more a symbolic representation of the notion of father? And what I've learned over time is that in my case, it appears that visitation of the death uh, seem to take place in the house where I uh, where I live. It's almost like they're in my real house, and uh, there's a different quality to it. There's a certain uh, uh, sense of this is this is really them, or they are sometimes telling me something that is really uh, uh, new that I hadn't thought about. That makes it different than a somewhat regular dream where maybe. Uh, father just uh, walks through the in the train or something so I think in my case and I would uh, always suggest for people to figure out for themselves as well what is the location that this visitation takes place and what is the emotional quality to the dream that makes you lean to I think this is a visitation or oh, this 
this feels more like a symbolic representation of father. Have you ever thought about or have you noticed that he physically looks different in either version? Like in the actual visitation, he may look young and youthful, whereas in the symbolic interpretation, he may look or appear as he did before he transitioned over? It, uh, uh, I, I think uh, it's, it's a great question because uh, in my father's case, he, he seems to be often uh, at the, around the age of 50. And he, he died at the age of 54. So a little bit that, uh, that, that age uh, when he comes to visit me. But I've also seen in, uh, in other uh, visitations from the deceased that they, uh, uh, that they seem to refer to a, an, uh, an, an, an age that maybe they themselves also enjoy, or they have a particular clothing that uh, that they that they wear that uh, like an ant that I have as a specific dress. When I see her, uh, that that also gives me the sense. Oh, this is this is her. She's dressed up again in in something I think she likes. So uh, yes, I think that they choose sometimes a, a certain way of manifesting that also is uh, pleasant to them, where the symbolic representation can can be. Any age can be, can be. It, it is. It is also the symbolic representation is often not as as clear as the visitation. The visitation very often has as a certain clarity to it that uh, that the symbolic uh, one uh, doesn't. Do you think that the dream world, and I'm just making up that own term that there is a dream world that we can actually go to, like the fourth dimension, maybe even where people who are existing beyond death, is that a place that we actually go to? Or is it just something that we completely mock up in our consciousness or some combination of both? I uh, love that you say uh, dream world, because one of the main features that uh, we uh, know about dreams, and I've traveled the world, talking to people about dreams and everywhere what they say is uh, I am in an environment I'm in a world in my dream and I'm meeting some other and I'm interacting in that world so the experience of us is that we are in a world and that is so important in working with dreams that you start with what the dream really is a dream is a world the dream is not uh, like some uh, ways of working with dreams suggest a letter from mystery source X to you that you need to decipher because the letter metaphor is, is deceptive because a letter is not a world. And uh, that would be a one-way message where actually you're in a world interacting. So uh, that you chose world is great. And then I'll tag on to that, that I think that, the, that we are entering at night this world and this world is partly created by our own mind in terms of personal elements. Maybe uh, I think about uh, someone that's very critical entering in my dream and then my mom comes in and she shakes her head and, uh, and then you would ask, what do you think of mom? And I would say, oh, mom is critical. So criticalness enters the dream. So you have personal elements. And uh, you could also meet deceased ancestors who are clearly not personal or spirit guides or other beings who live in 
a different dimension and different world, and they uh, and we can meet them there. So it's an it's an it's an it's it's a combination between personal elements and non-personal elements that we visit at night. But that world doesn't disappear when we open the eyes. The world just co continues to coexist with this reality, and we can continue to build and nurture the relationship to ancestors, to spirit guides, to the beings that live in that world, and that also seem to be interested in our lives. And, uh, and then we, we uh, built a an, an way of being in this world that is uh, more uh, enriching, fulfilling, and uh, seems to be uh, uh, also easier because we're supported by something that's larger than ourselves. It's interesting that you the way that you point that out, and it reminds me of like one of my NDE guests points had stated that you know when you pass over, it's like you just pop into another dimension, but it's still right here. It's just in another frequency, and it sounds and, like that's what you're saying. Yes, that is uh, that is my uh, my experience and my uh, my. Uh, my bias that, that uh, is constructed that way. Hmm. And I, I, I think that you also know that, uh, uh, you, that there probably been people that talk with the dead in this, in this reality, it's coexisting. In my introduction of you, I use the word dream incubation. What is that? Dream incubation is a very old technique that's been used by many cultures throughout the world. And what it really entails is that you ask your dream and its inhabitants a question before you go to sleep in order for your dream to provide you with an answer to your, to your question. And uh, that is, uh, in a nutshell, what dream incubation is. Is it simply just asking a question right before you go to sleep? Or do you have to like ask it five times or do something in particular to, to actually get an answer? I uh, studied uh, many traditions. Uh, it comes back in, uh, in the Islam and Hinduism and shamanism. Uh, a lot of people actually do this spontaneously. And uh, I uh, studied all these traditions, worked with clients in, uh, and, and did workshops. And I distillated a simple five-step process and, uh, uh, to figure out also what are the key ingredients that make this so effective. And one is uh, asking the right question. And the other is engage in a ritual. So your ritual might be, I'm going to ask it five times. Another person might say, I'm going to make a drawing. I write a letter. I say, dear dream, this is really important to me. I would like to get some support. Could you tell me how can I be more loving to myself? What's one type of food that I could eat? How can I uh, improve my relationship? Anything that is uh, relevant to you, your heart and your soul and your life path, the other world wants to help. And uh, so the, the main components to make it work, engage in, in some form of a ritual and ask the right question. Do you think that we should keep a dream journal? Well, uh, yes, it's essential if you ask dream uh, dreams for guidance. Because... Uh, at night, our short-term memory goes offline. So we don't remember the many hours that we actually dream. And what seems to improve dream recall 
is just writing it down in the morning. Otherwise, these dreams evaporate. Hmm. So by writing dreams down in the morning, you will have more dreams, more clear dreams, and the dream knows that you're paying attention. So something in the dream world also starts providing you with better, more insightful dreams on helping you live your life and helping you become you. And uh, writing it down is, an, is a crucial step. That's fascinating. I've never heard that um, your short-term memory shuts down and that's why you don't remember them. I mean, it makes yeah. total perfect sense, but no one's ever put that together for me. To add to that, and I'm sure most people listening, including you, as well as me, sometimes we will have dreams, though, that they're so profound for us that we won't forget them and we'll carrying, carry them along with us for the rest of our lives. So we must be somehow either thinking about them over and over to get them to convert into long-term memory, right? Well, what, what, what uh, consolidates those really big dreams is that they are emotionally so intense that they leave an imprint. And that imprint will make sure that they go from our short-term memory into our long-term memory. But most dreams aren't that, that intense. And so they, they don't leave enough of an emotional imprint in the short-term memory by which it never goes into the long-term memory. Why do you think we have those type of dreams? What is the big the, dreams? Those, those ones that are so intense. Is that, what is the point of those? Well, it's a great question. Uh, it appears that these dreams do somehow reflect really essential aspects of our uh, life journey. And in, if uh, many people will remember a dream somewhere from the age from four till eight that uh, that uh, was was very impactful, and it it's often in 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 a nutshell, it it displays a structure of some pattern that they're gonna that they that is in their soul and that they are going to live out, and uh, uh, the dreams will from time to time revisit and 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 leave these huge elements in of of things that are really really relevant to our life. All right, I think you gave us two or three of the five steps. Can you give us the rest of those steps? Yes. I, uh, um, I could give you a short example. Sure, that would be fantastic. I uh, recently uh, was contacted by a woman who did a workshop with me and had learned these five steps. And she had uh, problems with acid reflux. Hmm. And uh, uh, she'd consulted uh, the doctors and they gave her medication and she had some side effects. So she said... I'm, uh, and she struggled with it for, for almost two years. And then she thought, why not ask the dream if it has something uh, to, uh, to suggest? And uh, uh, so that is uh, really step one. Identify that you have an issue, that you have a challenge. So she said, I, my, my challenge, my problem is this problem with acid reflux. Then she wrote down the question. And the question was, dream, please help me uh, uh, heal and cure my acid reflux problem. And she, uh, uh, then the step three is engage in, a, in, a, in some form of a ritual. And I call it ritual, but it's really some focused attention, awareness, intent to reach out to the world of dream and, and let it know, I am interested in this. I would like support. And so she wrote a letter 
uh, did light a candle, did some sage to let the other world know uh, I am uh, I'm interested. Step four is she went to bed, uh, had to and did sleep and have a dream. And step five is Im immediately write down the dream because even if the dream is pretty clear, the tendency for for ninety nine percent of the dreams is to evaporate and you lose some of the information. And so she wrote down uh, in step five the dream and she said, "I am walking on in a street." And a woman is calling me over. I go to her and the woman tells me, you should take catnip. And she thinks catnip, isn't that for cats that they become uh, wild from it? And uh, this woman is a bit uh, strange. And then uh, she wakes up. So she says, even if I uh, thought this was a strange dream, I write it down. And then she did some research on, uh, on the internet and she learned that catnip is actually an herb and an herb that uh, uh, sometimes is used for young children for tummy problems and uh, acid reflux. So she was stunned by that. Ordered the herb, made some tea, they drink it in the morning and in the evening. And uh, after a week, the acid reflux problem uh, disappeared. And uh, that's a an, uh, an, an short example of how this, uh, this works with the five uh, steps. If you don't get your answer in the first dream, what do you do? Yeah, great question. I think this is something that people, um, everyone needs to establish a little bit their own relationship with, with the dream and their spirit guides or the larger awareness. And uh, I've uh, decided for myself that I will ask three times. So night one, night two, night three. And if, it's, if you don't get a dream, then I just take that as the answer of, uh, maybe it's the wrong question, it's the wrong timing. I let it go. But I also know of a woman who was in one of my dream groups and she uh, wanted to learn more about the tarot cards. So what she did is she took one card, put it under her pillow and said, Dream, please show me something about these, uh, these cards, that is uh, the energy of the card. She did it six nights in a, in, in a row, no dream. Night seven, she had a, this, this unbelievable dream in which she was in a castle and did meet uh, this knight and uh, got insight and feelings about the card. And I was just stunned. And I thought, look, here's an example of someone that that creates their own relationship i would have uh, stopped at night three but this woman pushes on and gets on night seven a a marvelous response so i think it's a little bit that you can set your own communication with the other world i in generally say after three times i stop but people could could it's a personal relationship people could create their own their own uh, way of uh, of doing this some people will dream of familiar people only in their dreams. And then for me, it's quite often that I dream of people I've never met. Mm. Do you think that I'm meeting people in the dream world or is it my brain just mocking up people that I've seen around my environment and I just don't remember them? Well, I, I do think that uh, uh, your dream, uh, it could be several things. Could be that you have met someone and your dream just uses that person. 
the dream could also, because it's so creative, create completely new uh, uh, figures that you've never seen and that also don't exist. And uh, the dream could, and you could also meet real others in a dream. And, uh, and, and so it could be any of those three. I, I can say more about that. Sure. If you want. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, what uh, uh, in Buddhist tradition is uh, uh, the, the idea in general is uh, not all dream characters are created equal. And I learned that from a, a lucid dream uh, worker. And with you, uh, in the Buddhist tradition, for example, they, they call uh, the category of dream characters that is just being formed by, the, by, by your own mind uh, uh, thought forms. So your dream could create a new character. Your dream could take uh, your mom to represent uh, nurture or love or criticism, whatever core quality you would attribute to mom or boss or neighbor, uh, and then uh, that would be a thought form, then other characters would be true others. And there are experiments that are done where actually two humans, so you and I could do an experiment and say, shall we meet each other tonight in the world of dream? And I'm going to give you a sign that uh, I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to do, for example, I decide I'm going to show this to you when I meet you. And uh, then the next day, uh, you have to say, yes, I remember meeting you and you did X or Y. And uh, um, uh, people have, uh, have, have very convincing uh, experiences that indicate that you could even meet other people that live in this world. And then we know about the, 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 the visitation of the dead, of the death, death. and there are other beings like uh, spirit guides in the world of dream that possess some insight that could help our lives. There's a whole range of beings in the other world that, uh, uh, that are different. In your book, Dream Guidance, you talk about how to get guidance from your soul. First of all, how do you define soul? Yeah, that is an, uh, it's, it's, it's a, a great question and a bit of a big term. I think that uh, um, uh, it's our own soul, but it's also the larger soul. So that, 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 that uh, we're, we're almost like we are a wave on the ocean, but the wave is, uh, is made of the same substance as, as the ocean. So yes, it's different. And no, it's exactly the same. And I see that with soul as well. The our own soul and the larger soul are, are just one and the same phenomenon. And, uh, uh, but in the specific way of which this wave, our own person manifests in this world, that is with a certain set of qualities. So I can work with dreams, but I don't have a deep interest in working in the yard and I'm not uh, good at fixing cars. And so we, we all have specific qualities that we bring into the world. And I think that these qualities, they want to uh, manifest themselves. And that, the, that your own soul slash the larger soul is interested in, in self-manifesting and self-creating. And it wants to help us. And uh, especially if we reach out to it, it is more likely to start giving us guidance in us becoming us. I'm interpreting what you're saying is that 
when you're saying your own soul, it's like our own consciousness, but there's also like a universal consciousness that perhaps we all join and become part of once we transition to the other side. Quite often on this channel, we talk about a person's higher self. So what we're talking about is that the majority of our soul or our consciousness actually doesn't exist in our body or in this realm, but up in some other dimension. What is your opinion on that? And do you ever think about that? I, I, I think this, uh, this, this is uh, on some form of a continuum, uh, I, I'm very close to what you described. Some part exists here and some parts really exist in the world behind the world or the other world or the world of dream. But I think that behind the world of dream, there are other worlds that uh, where uh, eventually you come in, in, in the, the, the world of pure consciousness and uh, but that has has a relationship all the way into this world so part of it is in here part of it's in the other world and and what i try to do in this dream incubation is help people really get in touch with this part that is all the, is from this world all the way to that world because it is deeply intelligent it seems to be interested in helping and guiding us it's compassionate and uh, it is ready to help but because we have free will in this world it will give us once in a while spontaneous helpful dreams but it uh, also needs almost an informed consent when we say gosh we would like some help with our relationship or with uh, becoming better at interviewing or at uh, public speaking or whatever and then it, uh, it wants to help. This is, comes also back in, in many of these traditions of ask and you shall be given. And uh, any of the other traditions all imagine that there is this soul, spirit guide, larger consciousness, divine, that wants to help, but that its help is more effective when we reach out to it and say, we would like to have help for this. And, uh, and dream incubation does that, just like that woman with the acid reflux. The dream might not have provided that. Uh, it could, but it didn't so far. But when she reached out, the dream was, oh, let me help. And, uh, and we see that this technique uh, works very well for medical problems. It doesn't mean that you always get a cure, but you get some, often some suggestion on how, how to deal with it. And uh, problems that have to do with your life path. So if I ask a question, what did my neighbor have for dinner last night? The dream thinks, ah, not so interesting. But if I ask, how can I be more loving? How can I be a better partner? How can I uh, bring my, uh, how can I grow my business so that it reaches the people that would benefit from it? Then this larger awareness, this compassionate, wise friend steps in and starts helping us. And, uh, uh, and that's what I try to describe, how you can do that with your dreams effectively in this, in this book that I wrote. I wish our dreams would just tell us or give us explanations, just plain and dry. It seems like a lot of times we appear to be getting them in symbols. Why is that? Um, 
probably because uh, at the end of the day, symbols and, and, and mythological patterns are even closer to how uh, uh, the nuances on the deep sense of reality works than words. We all know that you can look at, an, at, at a picture, like a picture says more than a thousand words. And uh, these symbols, they capture uh, a feeling tone of thought uh, so much more than uh, if, uh, if some character just hands us on a, on a piece of paper an instruction manual. And uh, um, uh, that, is, uh, that is sometimes confusing. But what I also uh, try to do is uh, give, an, a given way of, uh, of working with your dreams that doesn't require years of symbol study or become some Jungian analyst and then eight years later you've read all these mythologies that uh, might be helpful. And that is just by looking at the structure of your dream and the emotions that you have. So you could, uh, let's say uh, I'm walking in the street, I see an alligator, I get uh, scared and run. Now the, the structure is uh, I am uh, I am walking in the street. I encounter something that is uh, that is scary, and my response is running. So now I have the dynamic, and once I have the dynamic, I don't even need to know what means street and walking and alligator, but I know hey when I encounter something that is scary, I run. And I can start looking where in my life is this pattern uh, currently active because nine out of 10 times somewhere I'm experiencing that. Maybe the moment that I meet my boss or when I want to approach a beautiful person and I, I find that actually scary and I'm, I'm gone. And then I, then I know, oh, I have this pattern and then I can start working on breaking that pattern open so that I get more freedom to respond in a different way when I encounter something that is fearful to me. And, uh, uh, and people can just do that by asking themselves, what is the storyline? What is the dynamic? Sometimes it helps to move to a third person. So I would have that dream and I would distance myself by saying, a person walks on the street and then encounters a a, a crocodile, something he's afraid for, and then he starts immediately running. Ah, oh, okay. Now I get the structure. And that's a really great step for anyone that maybe has a dream or hasn't studied too many symbols. You can start and you can immediately start tonight with your own dream by applying it that way. And you, you get pretty far doing that. You can refine it over time and if you work your dreams, you will start learning more about it and it will start, you start adding additional components to it that will be helpful. But it's a great way to start without needing to be any, anywhere close to an expert. Do we ever access past lives in dreams? Yeah, we, uh, I, I think we do. And uh, I know from people who had uh, lucid dreams, dreams in which you know that you're dreaming, that they actively uh, have asked, can I meet a uh, past life? Or uh, I remember a, a lucid dreamer telling me that he uh, was meeting his, uh, his deceased brother but, and, and he came into a room where his deceased brother was sitting at a table 
but there were many tables in an in particular shape uh, configured and all these uh, at all these tables there were previous lives sitting and so he saw uh, he said something like 67 or so previous lives sitting at those tables and those were males and females and, and, and children and people that looked uh, poor and rich so a whole bunch of previous life that, uh, that 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 he encountered and supposedly we might encounter after or reacquaintance with when we are on the other end i believe that we go through sleep cycles at night you know you may go through two or three cycles and i think science will say you go through a cycle every one and a half hours so we may have multiple dreams at night what do you recommend that we journal them with? Maybe keep your phone and just speak the, the dream into the phone before you go back to sleep into the next one? Yes, this is uh, uh, one of those parts that people can figure out. How do I build my own relationship with dreaming? I uh, personally, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I remember a dream, I almost never uh, will write it down unless it was a dream that uh, was so intense or felt so meaningful then I'll take the time because I'm afraid that I just won't fall asleep uh, if I put the lights on and then we're an hour or two hours further. And especially if I need to work, that's not very uh, helpful. Some people I know, they speak it into their uh, their microphone, but I've also seen that very often it goes into the, the mic, but never on paper or it doesn't move to any, any way that they do anything with it. So that's some step you have to take. And I, uh, uh, I, I just write down the dreams that I uh, remember from waking up. But you're, you're very right. We go through cycles. Uh, science shows that we, we probably dream somewhere between two and four hours a night. And uh, due to that short-term memory, we just don't remember it. But another in interesting aspect of it is our mind is awake at night. It's just not aware that we're in the world of dream and it forgets that we were there. But uh, even if our body goes to sleep, our mind continues to have all kinds of experiences that, uh, 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 that, that we forget or like in most dreams, we don't know that we're in a dream. I meet that crocodile on the street and I think, oh, real crocodile and I'm gone. If I was aware not only that means i'm awake because i'm doing these things it is first first person experience if i knew i was in a dream i might have a completely different reaction to the crocodile because then i would know oh dream crocodile let me ask who are you what are you doing here and the crocodile might answer or i might uh, send it love instead of uh, fear, or I could fly away. I could even let it eat me. It might be painful, but I will wake up completely fine. There's nothing, uh, nothing to be feared. And uh, uh, that is the remarkable thing that at night our mind actually is, is, is awake, just not aware, and uh, uh, that we forget all, all about it. And there's much and many traditions that try to work on making sure that you're not only that you become aware during the sleep so that you don't 
act out all your impulses by mistaking the reality you're in, but engaging in a more aware state in that reality, in the dream reality. And then of course, that you also are more lucid and aware in this reality, that you know how your mind creates a reality at night, but this reality is also created partly because your, your, your mind is projecting and creating all kinds of feelings and biases onto this reality that uh, say a lot about yourself and, and, and nothing about uh, the reality that you're in. Do you think that we dream the entire sleep cycle or we just start dreaming toward the end? No, we, we, we dream. Uh, what they've done the research in is that uh, we have active dreams in the REM sleep. And that seems to come back in, in most, if, if you complete the cycle, comes back in all these cycles. So you go in active dreaming. They also know that you sometimes dream outside those states. And then it appears that there's also a state that is deep, deep sleep where there are no images. And uh, uh, the Buddhist uh, traditions that work a lot with dreaming, imagine that you actually are then uh, entering into the state of, 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 uh, of larger awareness, the non-dual state where you're just uh, uh, rejuvenating and then you come back out of it again. But that is such a state that's so far away from our normal state of consciousness that our our memory and awareness is is almost never active there. Otherwise, we would know that probably every night we enter into the non-dual state. And if you push that further, that whole cycle might might be a cycle that we're kind of living uh, uh, in in a big way as well we're entering maybe after this life into another state of life where we have experiences, forget about that, and then enter this life again. And then you have your have the reincarnation idea that is just a cycle on a much larger scale than what we experience on a daily basis through dreams, forget about it, come back. Because we also seldom really realize what it was to die to have all those experiences and then be back in this uh, reality again. You would think that not only does our body need rest, but our mind needs rest as well. So it would just shut off until we wake up, but obviously it doesn't. So in the big picture, what is the point of dreams in your opinion? Well, um, it appears... it. I'm, I'm not sure that I know what the point of dreams is, but what I do, what we do know of dreaming is that it's good for memory, scientifically for memory formation, digesting emotional experiences at night, the body needs rest, so the, the system shuts off, but of course, the heart goes on, all kinds of processes happen, and uh, so a certain rest seems to be important for the body and maybe for the mind when it goes through certain stages or your brain or whatever your consciousness needs to, needs to have some rest and relaxation as well. And in these different worlds that, we, that we're entering in, we have different experiences and they seem to uh, uh, try to help us become more aware over time. So life seems to try to force us to become aware. 
those are those are some things that we can can see that appears to be the result of being in these different uh, worlds. Interesting. You said we to become more aware. Are you saying to be aware of itself or just increase awareness in general? Well, at least that we become more aware of who we are and of our patterns that we live out and of the talents that we bring into the world. We all come into the world with uh, certain qualities and uh, these qualities they want to realize just like the rose seed wants to become a rose and the acorn, uh, acorn, acorn wants to become an oak. The human carries qualities that want to be, realize itself. And, uh, and it seems like uh, life tries to help us move in that direction. And we're not completely aware of who we are, but also not totally aware of, of uh, the realities we are in and how they are constructed. Because we're not really re aware in the dream reality that we are dreaming and we act because we run away because we encounter this alligator. But in this reality, we also often forget this is not the only reality we live in. There are multiple realities coexisting. We take this reality very serious, but forget about it all. Forget about it the moment we're in the dream reality or people that have an NDE will see the relativity of this reality. They at once start knowing, hey, there's multiple realities coexisting. But once we're here, we seem to forget easily that. Uh, we forget that our mind overlays reality with a lot of uh, preconceived judgments and notions and that actually what we see is not what's out there, it's what our mind creates inside of us. And that's the world we, we, we're living in. And we almost think that it is some objective reality, but what we really see is our own mind. We don't see reality, we see our own mind. By understanding that we see our own mind and how that is constructed by our own uh, intentions and expectations and thoughts, we start to become aware of the true nature of reality over time. And then once you're really aware of that, you would become uh, enlightened as these traditions suggest, or you become very aware of who you are and what the nature of reality is. In your book, Dream Guidance, do you talk about sleep paralysis? And if not, what is your take on that? It, uh, I, I don't talk about it. It is a uh, phenomenon that happens uh, uh, somewhat frequent, but uh, on the other hand, it's also uh, somewhat rare. It's absolutely uh, harmless. What uh, happens on a physical uh, level is that at night, your uh, body gets paralyzed because otherwise you would be uh, acting out, uh, seeing uh, the alligator and then run and then uh, be out of, uh, out of the bed and uh, run against the door. So your, your body goes paralyzed. And what sometimes happens is people wake up and uh, the mind is already awake, but the body is still paralyzed. So then it's like, oh my gosh, uh, I can't move. Now within 30 seconds and maximum three minutes, the body uh, comes back and then usually people start wiggling their fingers and their toes and then slowly it comes back. If you, uh, and sometimes they have still uh, dream uh, uh, visions, 
So these realities are, are very are, are overlapping. So you might still see a dream figure in the room or uh, something happening. If you could know, oh, I'm in a sleep paralysis. Uh, dream consciousness is still uh, still here. This is interesting. Maybe I can still ask the dream character, who are you? What, what are you doing here? Do you have something to tell me? You would have a, 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 a great opportunity to become more aware, to learn something, to engage with, uh, with this uh, dream consciousness. And, uh, uh, and also have, have a little adventure versus being afraid. But uh, I know it's scary to wake up and uh, not being able to move. So you, you need to calm yourself down uh, usually. Have you personally experienced it? I've had it once. And uh, uh, then I wasn't uh, 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 at the stage that I could. Uh, that was for me the first time. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and immediately <laughs> panic into the wheelchair for life and uh, <laughs> and my mind took uh, took off but if it would happen more often it's easier for people to in a certain moment say oh this is interesting huh i'm here let's let's see what let's explore this curiosity is a great medicine uh, for not being uh, fearful and also connecting in a more playful way with the different uh, experiences that we have. Are there dream symbols that are common for people and do they really have meaning like people's teeth falling out or, or, or whatever? Yeah, there, there are certain themes that seem to come back such as uh, falling, uh, the teeth falling out of teeth that, that, that get grinded and people cannot, uh, cannot talk well, or falling, flying, uh, being late for class, uh, not being able to get to the steering wheel in the car. Hmm. And uh, uh, these, uh, these kind of uh, dreams, usually you could look at uh, the same way. What, what is the uh, structure and the experience? And uh, late for class is almost, oh, I'm very anxious. I have to do a test. Uh, I, I'm not well prepared, I'm too late, I started too late. And that is then often in day-to-day -day life that a person feels that they are up for some test, whether they are in a project or needing to do something. And that sparks this type of dream. Uh, dreams about teeth falling out very often have to do with people who uh, feel that... Uh, they uh, uh, can't say something. So they have a bit of a hidden aggression that can't come out. And uh, it's like uh, the teeth uh, uh, fall out as a, as, as a way of indicating that their aggression can't, uh, can't express itself well. And so there are several of these themes that, that come back and that almost always indicate I can't get to the steering wheel. I feel that the grip of, of my way through moving life uh, is uh, that I don't have uh, control over the way I move through life. And then people have that kind of a dream. And there is also where dream work can be helpful because now I have maybe the sense, oh, I, I, I can't get to the steering wheel or I try to brake and there's no brakes and it's not working. I can't slow down. And that they know, oh, 
I'm in this phase in my life. My dream tells me here's the, the x-ray of where you are emotionally. Then I can start breathing and start figuring out, okay, this is where I am. What could I do to slow down? Because there will be some option, but me uh, just uh, pushing on a brake that isn't there is not the one. No, and maybe I, I engage in some breathing exercises or looking what my thoughts are doing, or I check, am I really out of control or am I just really afraid? And am I blowing things out of proportion? And sometimes it's one or the other, but in those cases, dreams become almost psychological x-rays that can identify where a person is in their life. And then by working with it, you can, you can find a different way through the territory. Is a person able to understand or tell if they're actually connecting with their spirit guides in their dreams? Well, I, I, I love the question. I, I think you ask great questions. Thank you. It, uh, uh, the, the spirit guy is uh, sometimes uh, shows up uh, not as, an, uh, uh, as, as more as a helpful figure. So it could be a teacher, could be these days even a, a movie star that, uh, that, that you admire and that, that helps you or have some suggestion or uh, uh, or it becomes a Yoda in, uh, in, in Star Wars. So it doesn't have to be, uh, it, it can take on different shapes and forms, but it's mainly in, in something as an, as an benign, helpful mentor uh, character that is there. And uh, if, it, uh, if, if the spirit guide would be uh, just, uh, a 65 year old uh, solid uh, a person you might not uh, know oh this is a, a helpful person but if it overlays itself with the teacher in your youth that was so uh, helpful and kind to you you pick up on oh this is a helpful character coming to me and uh, and you will take its message so helpful characters could be doesn't always have to be, but could very well be your spirit guide taking on the form and shape of some helpful character in your life so that you know, ah, helpful character is here to, uh, to help me and that you can trust that character. So if you want to access your spirit guides, would you be doing it in the same way as you're using your five-step program or is there anything extra that you can do? It's, it's the same five steps. It, uh, you, you identify uh, your question and maybe it is something as uh, I'm a bit stuck in life, but uh, what shall I focus upon? And then uh, I uh, create, then I write down uh, the question and I create a ritual and I say, spirit guide, this is really uh, meaningful and important to me. And the best thing is to say why it is important to you and how when connected, it's not just for you, but also for other people. So. I want to make sure that uh, I uh, can be a, a kinder person, can I bring my talent into the world. And that kind of generosity in, uh, in, in attitude uh, seems to work favorable for your spirit guide to, uh, to, to want to help you. And then you could just say, spirit guide, what uh, should I focus upon? Or spirit guide, do you have a message for me? 
then you leave it really open because maybe it wants to tell you something. And then uh, yeah, you sleep and dream, write it down. And then you just look at the, the dream response again as what, what, what is this storyline that it is providing me? And I read the storyline against the question. So if I say, spirit guide, what do you have a message for me? Then I just look at what is happening in this dream? What uh, maybe I see a dream character have uh, do something. They go on a vacation or uh, they uh, eat certain food or they do something that is scary for them. Then I know my spirit guide is telling in, in story form, uh, this is the message for you. And I think it's always to, very important to be uh, radical. That is, take the dream answer as a response to your question. If you ask your spirit guide a question, maybe you don't understand it upon waking, but work with it. Because that's just treat it as a real relationship. And uh, then also your spirit guide knows, oh, you take it serious. And maybe throughout the day you have an intuition or a synchronistic event or someone tells you something or something happens that makes starts making more sense. You put out the question and, and your spirit guide is trying to get a message to you. And, and dreams is a very effective way, but it doesn't only have to be in dreams. It can be the dream as the start and then uh, it goes on. And, and, and sometimes the dreams are not that simple to understand because they come with information that you don't know yet. So it's also like, oh, that's, uh, let me puzzle on that. Do you think that we should use the five-step process only when we need an answer and then otherwise we should just record our dreams every day and take a look at them? Or should we should go through the process every night? No, I don't think, uh, I don't do the process every night. But uh, this method works best if, it's the, if, if we did our homework as well. So if I would uh, think, shall I move to another state? Start first thinking where and explore a little bit and, 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 and do my homework. And then maybe I settle on, I would like to live in Texas or I want to go to LA. And then I could ask, what does it look like for me to go to Texas? Or what does it look like for me to go to LA? But uh, it, it, it's not like, uh, now, where should I live? And then, then the dream in your spirit guide might think, you know what? Start think first yourself a little bit, and then I'm going to help you. And uh, uh, there's been research at Harvard on this uh, method as well. And there it shows that uh, challenges that have to do with your emotional life or of medical nature, they trigger effective uh, support but uh, you need to puzzle yourself first a bit before uh, it comes in and helps sounds like you're saying don't be lazy and expect right. all your answers from your dreams you've got to put a little bit in yourself for, for sure yes, yes yes so do you still though without doing the five-step process do you record your dreams every night and then maybe you get up in the morning with your coffee you kind of go back through them and say hmm, okay what are my dreams trying to tell me i uh, i i try i try i i don't dream every night or i don't recall dreams every night uh, and there are times that i'm more invested than other times 
but uh, uh, if even if I lose track a little bit, I just re-engage, re then I start writing it down, dreams will come back. And uh, most, by far the most nights, I just let the dream uh, come. And then once in a while, when I think, gosh, I have a problem I can't solve, I have a health issue that I don't know about, or I wanna just uh, think about whatever it is on my path, how can I grow the business? How can I be kinder to myself? Oh, uh, then I ask a question. And uh, so I, I do it sporadically when I feel I want to consult the great, uh, the great wise uh, friend, but I also want to want to make sure that that it knows I'm respectful, that I put my uh, effort in, and that I come when I'm when I when I when I exhausted my own thinking. But if people are listening to this, then this is a great mo this is part of their their ritual already in the day. So they could ask this night a question that is relevant to them. And I want to encourage them, ask one question at a time. Uh, otherwise, it becomes very hard to read the answer against the question. Uh, make it an open question. Uh, a shoot question is also not so good. Should I do this? It's more of what would it look like if I do this? Uh, and uh, I, over the weekend, there was a person that said, what blockages uh, do I experience in finding an, uh, a partner? Uh, those, that, that's a great question. So something that, uh, that is relevant to them, that, uh, that, that will work. So and just ask yourself, what question wants to be, uh, to be asked? And then go with the first one. And if you have multiple, you do it other night, uh, you'll, you'll hopefully dream, have more nights of dreaming, you do them another time. All right, I need to switch gears with you. Your book is called Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. Where yes. can we get it? It's uh, uh, on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. Uh, it is on, uh, in, in many other outlets, Walmart, Target, published by Hay House. They have a great uh, uh, distribution network. And um, you could also go to my website. Maybe we put a link at under it. There's a book sure. depository that delivers the book everywhere in the world for free. So book depository is a website. You can purchase the book and they send it to you if you're in Spain or South Africa, uh, Buenos Aires. The book can find its way to you if you like the hard copy. Mm -hmm. There's also an audio uh, book of it. Uh, that I speak in, and uh, of course, there's the Kindle version. All right. If people want to reach out to you and ask you questions, are you open to that? And if so, should they connect with you on your website? Yes. If they can go to my website, machuclerk.com, uh, I think it's best to put it again in the somewhere in the in the bio because I understand my name isn't that easy to remember. But uh, they are free to uh, to ask a question. I, I love to help uh, people realize their own dreams or if they had an, uh, an incubation that worked i'm always stoked to uh, to learn about it they can also find more about uh, uh, my company the young platform there where there's a lot of programs on psychological topics especially union um yeah now that you've got the book finished 
Is there anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about? I uh, um, worked really hard on the on the Jung platform, this J-U-N-G platform. There's a company that's actually born out of a nighttime dream that I had uh, about a decade ago that suggested to build a, a platform for uh, psychological and shamanistic uh, and dream perspectives. And there we create with uh, great teachers programs on dreams and how to work with your shadow and how to work with the tarot and synchronicity. And it's really accessible to the general audience. And uh, if your audience is interested, then that would be a great place to also check out more of these perspectives. And I think 80% of my time goes into, uh, into building that company. Before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Yes, and that is, we all come into the world with uh, gifts, as if we are carrying a bag of goodies that need to be distributed to uh, our community. And once we connect with that, we will feel really a sense of flow, a sense of purpose. Now, these gifts can be imagined as our spirit guides, our talents, and they are on standby, ready to help. They will help us spontaneously but we can increase their support by reaching out. You can do that throughout the day, but dream, working with dreams is one way that really brings in their support. And this method of asking your dream for guidance through these five steps will elicit support from the larger awareness, your ancestors, your spirit guides to help you deal with your life and make it more rich, fulfilling, and enjoyable. Michael, thank you so much for being my guest today. And I appreciate you being with us. I wish you the best. Thank you, Jeff. It's such a pleasure. Great questions. Thank you for your interest. And it was a delight to be here. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.